dead rise again. Bats fly, terror strikes, and screams echo for tonight. It's Halloween. Okay, that just sounded ridiculous. I'm really sorry. It's James Wood here with a special, eerie, spooky, hair-raising, spell-binding Halloween edition of Stafford Speak. Love it or hate it, you can't help but notice it's Halloween on Tuesday. Everyone from Strictly Come Dancing to The Only Way Is Essex are getting in on the act, so I thought I'd jump on the bandwagon too. Millions of people around the world will be celebrating all things ghostly and spooky. Last year, us Brits spent a spine-tingling £310 million on Halloween crap. I'm not being cynical here at all, <clears throat> but it's no wonder that it's everywhere all over TV. You nip into Tesco for some dog food and BAM! Halloween costumes and everything in your face. I was in Manchester Airport the other week and even there you've got a Halloween shop just in case you get in a panic on your flight back from Tenerife. Oh Nigel, gotta get some milk and a pumpkin! Just like how we've all forgotten the true meaning of Christmas, which is the birth of Santa, it seems nobody has a Scooby where Halloween comes from. <laughs> get it? Scooby? Scooby-Doo? Clue, Scooby-Doo, ghosts, ghosts, Halloween, ah, forget it. Here comes the science bit. Concentrate. It's a bit complicated and long-winded. I didn't say boring, so just bear with me on this. Halloween falls on the eve of the Christian festival All Hallows Day. So is also known as Hallows Eve. Halloween, Hallows Eve, get where I'm going here? The origins of the festival actually go back millions of years, okay, not, maybe not that far, but a long way back to the time of the ancient Celts and the Celtic festival of Samhain. I think I've said that correctly, sounds a bit like an X Factor contestant there. Anyway, Samhain was the festival that marked the end of summer and the harvest season. The pagan Celts believed this was the night where the door between this world and the next was open and spirits could pass through easily, so the difference between the living and the dead wasn't so clear. The presence of these spirits apparently made it easier for the Druids, who were the Celtic priests, to make predictions about the future and the coming winter. The Celts would sacrifice animals and burn crops as a sacrifice to their gods, and also wear animal schools and skins and costumes and tell each other's fortunes on Samhain. When the Romans conquered the Celts, they combined the Celtic festival of Samhain with their own festival of Oh, here we go, Feralia, Fer I think I've said that right, where they commemorate the passing of their dead. Stafford, it's famous for its spooky goings-on, like where did pastiche disappear to and isn't it scary we haven't got a fully functioning hospital? But if you're heading out trick-or-treating over the Halloween period, here's a dozen spooky places to get you in the mood. Number one, the ancient high house. I said in episode 1 this place is mega old, so obviously it's haunted. The High House has led many lives over the years. Residential home, a civil war prison for officers, a school, an antique shop, even Dr Wang's Chinese acupuncture centre. So I guess it's not really surprising that a building with such a random history has some tormented souls trapped between its walls, and we're not just talking about the people who work in savers. It's been reported that the heavy oak doors on the top floor of the building unexplainably open and close by themselves. After witnessing this, one member of staff even reported seeing a tall black silhouette in one of the doorways. Tall, dark, handsome, sounds like myself. Well, apart from the handsome bit, and actually I'm ginger. But the staff member checked out and apparently she was the only person on the floor at the time. Or, or so she says. There's also been a number of ghostly sightings in the Victorian room on the second floor. Hang on, can somebody tell me what exactly a Victorian room is? I've heard of Victoria Sponge, Victoria Beckham, Victoria Park, but not a Victorian room. 
Folk have been freaked out by sightings of an old lady sat in a rocking chair and a young girl in Victorian dress standing in the middle of the room. I don't know, perhaps it was half term. Apparently, there's always a chilling temperature in this room, even when the heating's on full blast. Okay, this is the best one though, get ready for this. In the 1960s, a group of American visitors claimed to have been guided around the house by the resident shopkeeper. But there hadn't been a shop there since the 1890s, so were they shown around by a ghost? Americans, 1960, nah, they were probably just hippies stoned off their faces. Hey, let's go to the high house, man, groovy. Next, number two. The Swan Hotel. A couple of doors down is the 400 year old Swan Hotel. I mean, no doubt this place has witnessed loads of history over the years. Stories are rife about mysterious tunnels linking cellars with St Mary's Church in Stafford Castle. I mean, where did I get this from? That's, that can't be true. The castle's miles away. What's the point anyway? Rumour has it that a drowning pool for women charged with witchcraft once stood on this site. Yep, you thought times were crazy now. In the 1940s and 50s, the then manager's family reported regular sightings of a female ghost. This so-called white lady, yeah, that's original, was seen again in the 1970s in the manager's bedroom. What a creep. Why does it always have to be the bedroom they're seen in? Okay, so this manager apparently woke up with a jolt one night to see the ghost standing beside his bed. This white lady is still seen wandering around the corridors. One live-in chef was so disturbed by her presence that he quit his job. Pfft, what was? Number three, the soup kitchen. The soup kitchen is mega popular with old people, as we know, so it's predictable that it's also probably popular with older ghosts too. Ethel, as she's affectionately known, is responsible for turning the hot plates on and off and objects that fly across the room from shelves. Sounds like a bit of a madam to me, this one. Perhaps she's had a bad meal there once. Witnesses say that on several occasions she's also passed across the entrance hall where the dresser used to stand. Blah, 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 blah. Number four, Mega Bowl. I love the fact that Mega Bowl is apparently haunted, but hear me out on this one, please. Research has revealed that the building was built on land belonging to the old infirmary which housed the morgue. The centre's mechanic once heard mumbling as if there was a, a group of people following him around from lane to lane. He was so frightened that he waited by the main entrance until somebody else arrived. A cleaner also claimed a hanging man was plainly visible in Quasar. Probably somebody who'd lost a game there. Who else remembers Quasar and how competitive you got at birthday parties? Number five, Stafford Gatehouse. Hang on, we're just going through a list of every building in the town now, aren't we? I mean, next you'll be telling me the ghost of Ronald McDonald is seen upstairs in Mackey's where that train used to be. Ah, good times. Good birthday parties there. Apparently, a lady has been seen several times on the main stairs of the theatre. Nobody knows who she is or where she came from, but she's that scary that apparently the cleaning staff still prefer not to work alone in the main auditorium. Number six, Shire Hall. A ghostly figure by the name of Claude is said to walk through the old library at the Shire Hall. He's also been seen in the Tourist Information Centre, probably asking for advice on how to get into Alton Towers half price. Like the lady at the gatehouse, nothing is known about him, and the only Claude I know is the guy off The Apprentice, so I'm imagining him right now. You're fine. Number seven, the picture house. So this is the place where I'd say a generic joke about spirits and drinks and ghosts and blah blah blah, but no, I'm not going to. Instead, here's some Phil Collins. Lover, 
Staff in the former cinema and of course now Weatherspoons have claimed the old projection rooms is the scene of some spooky goings on with footsteps and voices heard after closing time. I too actually have had my own rather eerie experience in Spoons. Honestly now listen, I had half an hour to kill one Monday morning so went in for a fry up. The place was packed full of zombies. Seriously, they were terrifying. Dirty, foul smelling, terrible colour. My brother's adamant that this was just the usual daytime drinkers, but uh, believe it or not, I think it's something from beyond the grave. Number 8. The Surgery The Surgery, or Pine Ale House, as some as you know it, is a town centre bar well known for its regular live music and comedy nights. I mean, they were fab. I used to go every Sunday with my mate Rob. But, surprise, surprise, it's also said to be haunted by not one, not two, but three ghosts, a man, a woman and an animal. Reports include noises from an empty bar, furniture being moved around, cold spots in different parts of the building and mobile phones receiving weird calls, probably about PPI. A member of staff also claims to have been physically pushed whilst working alone and crying has been heard from the empty ladies' toilets. Uh, hello, this place was the only bar in Stafford that sold absinthe. It doesn't take Ghostbusters to work out what caused all this then. Number 9. Stafford Castle this is the worst one yet. I don't even know why I'm telling you this one. During the 1960s, the resident caretakers of the site apparently reported tales of a headless horseman thundering across land at the castle. The local press even got involved with the story, running an investigation, but it turned out to be nothing more frightening than a couple of escaped cows going walkabout. What an utterly ridiculous ghost story. Number 10, Shugborough Hall. Okay, not really in Stafford, but we wouldn't have an even dozen on this list without it. I mean, 12 sounds better than 11, so uh, yeah, you know. Let me quickly tell you a little bit about Shugborough and where the name comes from. It's Shug, meaning devil or evil spirit, and Barrow, referring to a burial ground. So, the next time someone says to you, How are you, Shug? You can tell what they really think of you. Anywho, the ghosts here include Lady Harriet, who died in childbirth, Admiral Anson, who keeps slamming doors, and a former housekeeper who's said to haunt the kitchen and rustle the skirts of staff members as a figure passes by the window. That's just fantastic. That's great. We've got a pervert ghost in our list now. It just gets worse and worse. Number 11, Western Hall. If you're playing Haunted House Bingo along with this, Western Hall would have it all, with its tall spiky silhouette and dark imposing appearance that more resembles a gothic film set rather than a popular restaurant and wedding venue than it is today. But it wasn't always such a happy place. At the turn of the 20th century, the house was used as a pauper lunatic asylum. During World War II, it was occupied by the army, but the people based there would rather sleep in tents than inside it. I grew up a couple of miles from the hall and I'm very familiar, as a lot of folk are, with the tales of the Grey Lady who walks Western Hall. She's even been seen from the road. Perhaps she's had one too many to drink and wants to live back into town. She must have something about her though, as workmen carrying out maintenance during renovation were refused to go in the hall alone. And when it opened again in the 1990s, it was discovered that the bar area had been mysteriously cleaned each morning with no cleaning staff on duty. He sounds like my kind of ghost could haunt my house anytime. Number 12, the Moat House Hotel. The final creepy place on our list. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Do you think they'll mind me saying that about all these places on the list so far? Calling them creepy and gloomy and frightening. I mean, I went to a lovely wedding at the Moat House recently. Fine. Anyway, George apparently haunts the 15th century part of the popular wedding venue in Acton Trussell and is so well revered around the place that staff always consult him about any changes that are going to be made. So there you have it, 12 spooky places around Stafford. Next time you're out at one of these venues, make sure to keep it on your guard as you'll never know who might be watching you.